uh, with you. And probably what I'm going to share is the essence of Christian belief and a core of what we uh, have on the foundation of Christian belief. And you will realize that that is quite different from the teachings of the world. If you are not careful, we just bring the teachings of the world into the church and just change our labels and start thinking that that is a message, Christian message, but that is not Christian message. So I'd like to share with you. Uh, so it can be countercultural uh, message for you. In Hosea and other prophetic books, we see a very angry God. It is kind of scary to think of the almighty, all-powerful God being angry. Because you won't know what this powerful, all-powerful, almighty God may do to you. So a lot of people live with the scary image of God. Whenever they think about God, they think of this scary image. But this time when I read Hosea, I saw another aspect of God. I saw God who was emotionally very vulnerable, yes. I don't know why people start giving messages and every one of them. Let us hear the word. Hosea 11, 1 to 2. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. But it has nothing to do with age. I was like that when I was 20. <laughs> I forgot, I get a lot of things. I'm very forgetful. Anyway, let us go back. So, this time, welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> this time when I uh, read Hosea, yes, I saw very angry God, but I saw another aspect. And that aspect is, I saw God was emotionally vulnerable. That was quite revelation to me. I never thought of God that way. I never thought of God being vulnerable emotionally. I never thought of God uh, who God who cannot control himself. I always thought that God is always in good control. Never gets affected by human beings. Never gets angry. Never just he, every, he's kind of aloof, distant. He's not affected by human beings. But I realized that God was affected so much by human beings that he got even angry with them. I mean, who are we to make God that affected? And I saw that image of God this time. He was like parents who say anything if they get angry with their children. 
And a lot of times they don't mean what they say, but we say things anyway. I'll kick you out. I will never feed you. And I know all kinds of things that we say to our kids, but we'll never kick them out. We'll never uh, not feed them. You know, it's like almost like I saw God's tantrum in that passage. That was really refreshing. The other day, uh, Ki uh, shared uh, with us, you know, whenever she goes into the van and the kids already have earphones and they don't listen. When she talks, so how are you? And then they pretend that they didn't listen. So Ki, this time, when she uh, entered the van, he, she put an earphone first. <laughs> and then she was, and then kids, oh, very confusing. Well, what is going on here? And then, mom, I had a math test today. <laughs> so, oh, what, what, what did you say? You know, parents are like that. We threaten them. You know, we shout at them. And then, but we'll never not love them. Right? Love our children. That is helpless image of God. And I saw a helpless God rather than the almighty God in the books of prophets. God saw Israel running away from him. And yet God cannot do anything to stop them. Listen to what God said in verse 2. The more I called them, the more they went from me. I mean, they were running away from God and an almighty God who could just destroy them right, uh, right there, but he couldn't do anything. Helpless God, I saw. And I realized that that image of God is very different from the image of God in the world. When we create idols, when we, when, we create image, uh, when we create God, we always create powerful God. God who can do anything. We'll never create helpless God. But book of prophets, they present the helpless God. Many times, the God we create is a personification of the desire, our desire to be powerful. And we translate that into God who has absolute power. And we call that God. But God that is shown in the book of prophets is very helpless God. You know, when it comes to New Testament, Jesus captured that helpless God uh, image very clearly in the story of prodigal son. In this, this story of prodigal son is not about the prodigal son. That story is about God. This prodigal son, this son, give me my inheritance. Father did not die yet. And this rude, arrogant son comes to him, give me my inheritance. And the father gives that inheritance. And the son runs away, goes away from home, and the father cannot stop him. He helplessly waits and waits and waits until he comes back. We don't see almighty God who controls uh, his children. We see a helpless God 
who is waiting for the son to return. I think Jesus captured that image very well. I experienced that in my own life. What transformed me more was my mother uh, rather than my father. My father was a strong man. It was going very well. But my mother was never an aggressive woman. She was always soft, gentle, soft-spoken. She never told me what to do. She was simply there. You know, when I was hurt, she was just there because she didn't know what to do. I, I could see her helplessness. She wanted to do something for me, but she could not do anything. What could she do? And I was hurting. I was going through pain. And, but she was just there, hurting with me. That helplessness. But behind that helplessness, I found tremendous power of love working. And that power transformed me. That power changed me. I thought in that helplessness, there's no power, period. But in that helplessness, there was tremendous power of God's grace working. Isn't that what cross all about? Isn't that what we believe about the cross? Jesus died on the cross helplessly. People are yelling at him. If you, you were truly the son of God and has that much power to save us, save yourself and do something about it. Show your power. Then we will believe you as a savior, as Messiah. Jesus didn't do anything. Jesus just helplessly died on the cross. He was just hung there helplessly. But behind that helplessness, there was a power of God's grace flowing out of. And it moved us and transformed us. Even on the cross, only thing that was in Jesus' consciousness or mind was forgive them. How could he do that? And the last moment of his death, all he could think about was people. Forgiveness of people. In that helplessness, there is powerful love. The power of love working. As, I mean, that's why St. Paul said this message. For the message about the cross is foolishness. Because you're helplessly just there. It is foolishness to those who are perishing. To those who don't understand. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He dares boldly proclaims that cross is the power. Think about that. 
whether that is a message that you learn or you get from the world. We never want to be helpless. We want to be powerful. Even in serving God, we want to be powerful. And with that power, we want to serve other people. Being in the position of helping others is good. But it's easy and it's, it can be tempting. While helping others, you feel powerful. You have all the money and you help other people and you feel powerful sometimes. Having lots of money and help the poor and the needy is good and noble. I do believe that it's good and noble. Having power and using the power and help the powerless is admirable. Grace, don't worry. Don't worry. Babies are crying. <laughs> and having the power and using the power and uh, help the powerless is admirable. But, my friends, the power Jesus showed us is different. It is the power of the cross. It is the power of helpless love. And then I realized this wisdom, this truth. I realized that scary God will never change people. Only love of God changed people. In, in front of scary God, you pretend that you changed. You want to think, you want to believe that you want to change. You, you changed before the scary of God. But only the love of God can truly change us and transform us. As parents, what I learned was helplessness. When babies cry all night, you just helplessly wait. Please, baby, why do you cry so much? What's wrong? But you cannot do anything about it. When they become teenagers and go through their own rebellious time and a difficult time, you just sit there, my goodness, why don't you think? Don't you have brain to think? I mean, well, my kids were good, but. Uh, <laughs> I spoke the message to all other people, but I could not speak the message to my own kids. And I felt so helpless and powerless. And Will, that's what you're going to learn. <laughs> Powerlessness and helplessness. You know? But behind that helplessness and powerlessness, there is true power of your love. As minister, I've done uh, ministry for 20, 30 years, and what I learned is helplessness. Even today, even at, uh, not uh, today, but day by day, I feel helplessness. You know, I try to uh, give the best messages as I can. Uh, I try to help out people as much as I can. I want people to uh, really enjoy the community as, uh, you know, I try my best. But one day, people just leave. And they have no reason. They just leave. 
You know, that hurts as a minister. If there's a good reason, yeah. But for, for them, maybe it's a casual decision. Oh, I decide to go to another church, whatever. Or I decide to go, uh, not, to, uh, not go to church at all. But that careless decision, for the casual decision for me, I stay up all night hearing that. All I learned was helplessness. But behind that helplessness, I do believe that God's grace is working. This is what St. Paul said. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I'm weak, then I am strong. What a powerful truth. Whenever I'm weak, I am strong. I want this church to reflect on this power, a helpless love more deeply. And through your helpless uh, love, many people will be transformed. They will experience God's grace. Christian ministry is not about powerful people. You change. That's not Christian ministry. Christian ministry is simply loving them, serving them, sometimes powerlessly and helplessly. But God's grace will work within it. Very different message from the world. I do believe. This world says, be powerful. Be strong. Have influence. And with that, change people. I think Christianity started getting corrupted from the moment it was adopted as Roman religion. When Christianity is connected with a power, that is a way to be corrupted. I hope that we, this church, turns around that message and then be the counter, proclaim the counter message Countercultural message, be different. It's all right. Let us sing together.